Cheers. And we're back. Uh, different location. We bailed on the podcast hub. Meet uh, <laughs> Bo Marks, Tom Clark. What's up? Yeah, podcast hub was uh, hard to film at. So we said, fuck it. This is, this is where I do a lot of my filming. True, <laughs> this it is. Welcome to Creating Comedy. What's up? That was uh, constricting in that little room that we were in. Yeah. And, uh, and the fact that the chick was fucking sitting right outside the whole time. He's like, well, I'll just be in the hallway. That's weird. And I, I was like censoring myself the whole time. I'm like, you know, there's... And she was super sweet, but that's, a, that's problematic for people like me. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? I don't want to like... Be more of a bitch. I don't want to break people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, wanna, I don't want them to be like listening like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. You know, do and I don't want them... whatever it is you do if I wasn't here. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not fair. It's like when your mom's watching you like hang out with your friends. You're like, oh, yeah. That's a Jesselnick bit. It's like do whatever you'll do. <laughs> do whatever you would normally do. When I, if I wasn't here, ten, 10 minutes later, I'm lying on the woman's bed, like going through her stuff. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, what? That's funny. I uh, didn't deliver it as well as Jesselnick. Really? Yeah. Get used just to came. it. Yeah. Because I'm a hack. <laughs> oh, as wow. you know well. But um, it's funny, like, uh, we've got this bla- uh, kind of, this wall behind us, which is very comedy, you know what I mean? Mm. It's also kind of like a firing squad, you know, like you're standing against a firing squad, which is kind of like what comedy is like in a way with the audience. That's a really fucking good analogy that I've never heard before, but fuck yeah. Really? That's exactly what we, we do. Mm. Stand up in front of a crowd. Yeah. They're all holding the gun at you, which is their laughter. Yeah. And most, most nights I'm like... Not today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking oath. And it's just like, imagine the, the levels of stress before you go on stage to do five minutes. Is, uh, it's, it's similar, in a way, to what's your, the wo- your life about to end. Yeah, what's the word that I love? Mutually assured destruction? destruction? Yeah, Which that is, is what comedy is. So if it's a, if it's a firing squad, and that's the analogy, yeah. then the, the ability to have the mutually assured destruction, you, your jokes need to be such fucking good weapons that you walk out there and you've got two guns pointing at cunts yeah. and then everyone's like, oh, it's, it's a standoff. That's true, yeah. Yeah, and then the bigger the gun, the more they respect you and the more they just like It's a good point because like a lot yeah. of people don't understand that a lot of hecklers that do heckle, they don't go to a comedy club saying, I'm going to heckle tonight. Mm. They do it out of empathy Cringe, because they're yeah. like, oh, you're making me feel uncomfortable yeah. because you're not funny. You shouldn't Please say that about funny. women. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're like, say something else funny. You know, like most mm. people that heckle aren't dickheads. They're like, you've made them uncomfortable. And, and, you, and that's how empathetic comedy is. Mm. And Ricky Gervais says comedy is empathy. Like if you can get them on your side Definitely. rooting for you, then it's way more valuable than being like the, the old school, like what was the dude who died last year from Vegas? Fuck, what's his name? <laughs> The best roaster of all time. I thought you were talking about the, the shooter from Vegas. <laughs> Jesus. Who shut up that no. country festival? Yeah, no. I oh, bought my I bought my parents. Yeah, anyway. Oh, bro, no. What's no. his name? Not fucking yeah, Brody him. Stevens. No, 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 no. Positive energy, yes. No, the guy who died in Las Vegas, who was like the roast guy. Little short dude. He's from the olden days. I just keep thinking of Jeff Ross, but it's no, not No, 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 no. He's like, he's like an idol. Fuck, I can't remember his name. This Say is so bad. Bit. I'm going What's to... What's one of his bits? I just put it in there. Don't worry. What's one of his bits? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, fuck. Press pause for a sec. One of the roast guys. Yeah. I don't know if you know him or not. He's not like mainstream mainstream, but he's super mainstream as well. Roast. Of course I'll know who you're talking about. Yeah. 
Someone from Dice. Don Barris. No, no, not Don Barris. Don Rickles. Don Rickles. Yeah, Rickles. So, yeah. Don but, Rickles. Yeah. Of course. Don Rickles' style of comedy was very attack the audience. Yeah. Hey, what, what are you doing? You're, you're bloody, you're Asian over here, huh? Yeah. And it was just like super politically incorrect and just like he just like picked on everyone for the most obvious shit and just went after them. Yeah. Oh, you Greek? You've got fucking 30 kids? Like everything was like that, like bang, bang, bang. And just like everything you're not supposed to say, he would look at the person and he'd say it to them. But it's crowd work, but it's bits that he's got about people. And it's attack of offensive bits, just like fucking bah, 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 bah. Yeah. But that's like the opposite of what we are talking about just before. Which is empathy. Yeah, which is empathy. Yeah. yeah. Style. Yeah. And in this, I mean, this Don Rickles guy, he would have grown up in the years where you could just do a 10-minute Asian impression just going, replacing the L letter for an R letter and be like, I cannot write. And it's like, you can't do oh, that. Like, 100%. can't do that now. People don't realize that the reason why people were so racist 50 years ago was literally because of like reality. The war. Reality. Like fucking the Japanese really were bad people. The Viet- Vietnam was really a war that was happening. It's I don't true. know. That, that conversation is a little bit different to the not Japanese. Not the Americans are good. Not that anybody's no, 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 good no, no, people. No, 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 no. Governments of countries are bad. Yeah. And they did but bad things. What I'm saying is like the, you know, white people that were racist to them, it was like they yeah. were like, you know, not protecting themselves, but they were being loyal and like... Yeah, you know, nationalist, etc. Yeah, I, I always say it's like um, I don't know if we said this last time, but like before the civil rights movement in the United States, you couldn't blame anybody for being racist. But after the civil rights movement, after Martin yeah. Luther King, all that kind of stuff, if you're still racist after that, after the paradigm has shifted, yeah, that's fucked. You're like, oh, we all figured something out, and you're still dragging your feet. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it became like a, an educated choice. Although now we're in this different place where it's like. Oh, you need me to remember 50 to 150 different gender pronouns. Yeah. That's going to take some time because I forget my friends' names mm. sometimes. <laughs> That's you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did, did Siri give you consent to ask her a question? Right? It's like, <laughs> yo, let's fucking chill out with that shit. Yeah. This is why I, 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 I have all the empathy in the world for everybody and I, I believe the world should be a better place, etc. However, I think the reality is still built into human nature. Like I saw this thing the other day where it's like someone bullying someone yeah. and, then, and then the person in the, the comment wrote, see, humans are the only ones that treat their, 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 their other people bad. And then the, like we should learn from animals. I'm like, you're fucking insane. Animals are so gangster. Yeah. N- nature is terrifying. And you're like pretending like human beings bullying each other is anywhere near as bad as like a lion eating a chimp's asshole. Like, well, that's look, fucking terrifying. It's not even that. It's like, for the non-predators out there, for the prey animals, the dumb don't survive. The, yeah. the physically unable don't survive. Yeah. They don't make wheelchair ramps for okay. alpacas that can't fucking yeah. walk up the mountain. Say what it is. It's Darwinism. Sure. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's You're doing Damien Darwin- Power shit. Animal Darwinism, sure. Yeah. Darwinism. Yeah, Darwinism. <laughs> just just yeah, Darwinism. Darwinism. Yeah. He, he was mainly about animals, <laughs> not humans. Yeah, thanks, Ed. Yeah, right. Oh, this Galapagos is like a human Darwinism. Like, what? No. Yeah. True. Yeah. That is true. But that's where, we, that's where reality exists, and that's where competition exists, and that's where the, the conflict of life exists, and that's where suffering of life exists, and that's yep. where reality lives, and everyone that fucking believes that socialism and I fucking yep. being kind to everybody and everybody. all that shit, it's just, it's not... It doesn't hold any basis in reality or math or science. It's just 
a nice emotion. Yep. It's like everyone should hug everyone every day. I agree. Everyone should high five everyone every day. I agree. Everyone should give $5 of their money to every single person they see when they walk past the street every single day. I agree. However, if we're not doing any of that, then the rules aren't the kindest people we can possibly be. Therefore, we need to figure out a way to make everything work. Yeah. And that's what people don't understand. They want to go 100% or 0%. And it's not that. It's literally 50% always will be 50% and never not will be 50%. Yeah, if you're living in this altruistic world that you just said that like some guy on the street in Australia has a, a beggar... And I, I'm not, I don't agree with you politically very much. I'm far more to the left, but like... I'm all the way on the left as well. Yeah, f- fine, but... If they've got a beggars thing and, and whatever, and they make like four hundred dollars a day doing that, that's not good for anyone because they're just sitting there and pl- and, and kind of living off people's sympathy mm. or empathy, as you would say. Mm. But there needs to be some social programs for people to exist who were born into a world that has never given them a fucking shot. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree. But then if they don't get, get up off their knees, there is a certain amount of social Darwinism that's going to take them down anyway. You know? But the beautiful thing about people and the beautiful thing about ideas is that ideas can spread and become viral. The thing is, if you're, not, if you're not coming up with ideas and you're not uh, fighting for them and no one's fighting for them, then ideas can't become reality. Mm. That's the problem. Everyone doesn't realize the simplicity of the world, right? If you create an idea that is far better than the current one, it will become the idea. Yeah. It will become the standard, the status quo, right? Cars beat horses. Go fuck yourself. Of course they did. Yep. Tesla will become the number one car in the world, no matter what anyone says in 50 years, or yeah. a Tesla-like car, right? Same as planes versus boat. It's just it's the way the world works, man. There's nothing that anyone can do it yeah. do about it. The Leeches homeless problem... versus fucking... <laughs> exactly. All the, you know, washing your hands versus not washing your hands. Yeah. Old school doctors. Hygiene versus... The problem prayer. is the, the homeless thing is so fucking bizarre because it's such, a, it's such an unusual situation. And in Australia, we literally do have all the support in the world. Yeah. I lived in China for eight years and, um, you know... Family, like a major city. Shanghai, the, yeah, the biggest. Family members cut their kids body parts off to get the more beggar points yeah and the beggars all had uh like companies where they were all like you know in a part of a a, a gang a circle of they'd move from different parts of the 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 country to go to shanghai and they'd all have their own street corner and then you know the night they'd all go back to the same house and they'd all live and have their own little community business thing it's insane you know and like you know it was known that the people with acid on their face and stuff, like yeah. fucked up faces, that was self-inflicted. It's kind of like the uh, weird, horrible mirror to like the girls in America that like look good. They're like, I'm going to California because that's where I'm going to make my money. And then wow. they end up doing God knows what. But in the other, on the other yeah, side of the world, it's like, so you're going to fucking Shanghai oh. and we're... You, you need a bit of add acid on your face to. Uh, yeah. Oh, you've got you've got like a, a you know a disability where like you know something yeah. deformed. Okay, awesome. Circus? No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like there's talent. There's like a talent agency. I don't like any of this conversation. <laughs> Just like, yeah, we can probably find you something in the kind of like limbless department, but you but don't need to lose one more limb. Here's the problem: all of that is reality too. Yeah. As well, right? So all these people that are like closing we, their we ears and. Cl- too. 
all the people that want to like pretend no 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 all the people that want to pretend that life's so fucking squeaky clean and oh if we all just like have christian morals and everything's going to be okay you're wrong too boy (laughs) that's gone bad for a couple thousand years everyone's wrong about pretty much everything when it comes to this like we can't just be nice to each other but what we can do is we can create a better future we can use the system that we currently have which is capitalism to make whatever you believe is the right thing figure out a way to make it very valuable for people and people will either invest in you through stocks which is why the stock market exists to help small companies gain financial gain to be able to execute their ideas right that's what the stock market is or just do it through kickstarter or fucking any other way there is no abundance of uh uh potential help for good things however there is a lack of good ideas creativity and unique perspectives this fucking conformist view that we all have is embarrassingly bad and it's not going to end well. Think, bitches. Think. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. And, like, if, if we did have a universal basic income, which is what a lot of people propose... Say it, I'll kill you. Exactly. I think that, that, <laughs> I think that that's going to reduce... A lot of people will say, well, everybody can just be creative and... Exactly. And austerity, yeah. you know... If we know any, if we've gone through anything in the in the 20th century, it's that the most difficult times bring out the best and the worst Period. in human beings. Period. If we lived in bubbles that made us comfortable, and we could just watch Netflix all day, mm. and we didn't have any needs, you know, necessity being the another mother of invention, what world does that look like? Yeah, exactly. They've got this really fucked up scene on a movie called Gamer. Mm. I don't know if you've seen it. It's a Gerard Butler, and it's like a, a future world where uh, people pay to have an avatar inside the real world. So you can have like gun games where you can have like prisoners and shit to fucking kill, oh, shit. or you can just have like hire the hot sexy bitch, uh, sexy chick, sorry, and like um, and uh, like have her avatar dance and have fun and kind of like you get to socialize through her inside of a, a virtual fake world, right? Yeah there's this one scene that's always fucking stuck in my head of like this like super obese guy like sitting in his house like eating like pancakes like dipping in maple syrup and like stuffing his face while he's hiring this human avatar to like be sexy and dance at a party yeah it's really fucked up but it's always like stuck with me like this is a Jared Butler movie old too like yeah probably like 10 years old is he the real fat guy no, 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 no. He was like a part of the prison system who like oh, had to play the game. Really, really like interesting moment. Can you imagine though. if he got to play the game and he just chose to be a butler. I think that moment was why I love Black Mirror and shit so much. You didn't even hear me, but yeah. Sorry, go on. Imagine if he just chose to be a butler and here's go because it's like it's his last name and he's like, well, I better give this a go. See, I got puns, baby. <laughs> Ish. That's pretty bad. Um, yeah, but I think that universal basic <laughs> income. The problem is it's already been proven to be incorrect. Right, I think Centrelink's already proven that, you know, that like the New Start system doesn't actually fucking help people come out. Like, I'm gonna be a millionaire and actually enforce productivity and like information is actually the key, right? Information and like just a mental upgrade. If you hang around fucking badass people, you're gonna be a savage, and that's what I was so lucky with with Shanghai. All my friends were millionaires, so I was like, oh shit, like anything's possible, anything. And everyone, everyone around me now is kind of like, oh, mate, fucking this is tough. It's like tough. You know what I mean? So in Shanghai, I had, you know, multimillionaire friends and also complete poverty and like real bad shit. And also like real sketchy con artist people and like 
real business. Like, yeah. holy shit. And it was like, it's the wild, wild west when I lived there. And it was crazy. And it was such a good moment of like time to witness because Shanghai was just yeah, fucking yeah. building buildings everywhere every day. Like, brr, brr, brr. it was just like chaos, like beautiful chaos. And I love that shit. Devaluing their company, their currencies. The yeah. wild, wild east. Oh, there we go. I like that. Shit. I'm going to, from now on, every single time I'm going to tell that story, I'm going to say wild, wild east. That's not bad. No, no, that's great. Like, mm. it's value. But I mean, yeah. that's the thing. I mean, the more I talked about this, I, I kind of agree. Just, I understand that markets don't fix everything. And uh, and if we look at the, the banking crisis in 2008, all that kind of stuff, that's... That's speculation and shit like that. But w when you can, when 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 it's in the real world, when there's competition in the real world, yeah, and somebody's hungry, mm. you know, like it's often said that like if uh, two weeks after we we live in this world where you go to the shops and there's stuff on the shelves. Mm. If there isn't stuff on the shelves for two weeks, your neighbor is fucking eating you. You know what I mean? That's, that's legitimately the. You don't eat for two weeks and you fucking, yeah. you're going to, you know, I never liked Glenn. He never, mm. you know, like, he's always playing that shit music way too, you know, like, yeah. you're making reasons to kill your next door neighbor to eat your next door neighbor. For sure. Yeah, I agree 100%. The, what, that's, and that goes back to the original conversation we're having, which is like, reality's fucking, like, there's the, my, one of my favorite Instagram pages is nature is metal. Yeah. And it's just like the darkest acts of animals ever like wow. grizzly bears with like bloody bloody faces their own kids. and their kids head yeah, only wow. just dark and me and my sister send it to each other like non-stop but it's like that's the world that's the world yeah. and then everyone's like but i just feel like if if everyone had a free piece of cake yeah, and it's like hey that's not how it works like you're actually such a perfect example for this because as we mentioned in the last episode if you listen to it you better have fuck face dead dad the sorry but the, the inheritance say. money, yeah. you understand, like, even getting a fucking Half a gold, yeah, which is crazy. Trade it all for one more minute with my dad. But yeah, continue. Uh, that's beautiful. <laughs> You're making me respond to two things. years ago. Love you, dad. Okay, well, he's not watching. <laughs> 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 sorry. Um, no, but, but, but my point is, my point is, universe. First time he's ever said sorry to me. Universal basic income, we're on camera. Universal basic income, universal basic income. It's, it's not going to solve problems. No. It's not actually going to make people be like, okay, now I'm going to be focused on yeah. all the stuff. Like everyone's just an excuse making bitch, period. And then that's it. And then that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what's the thing you said? Uh, like hard times is necessity to make good shit. Oh, uh, necessity is the mother of creation or yeah. invention. Yeah, that's Which means it. it's like in, during wartime, if you look at... After the Industrial Revolution, you have the First World War yeah. in 1914. And then, like, the Second World War is just, like, the, the wartime... Like, people are catching up. Six months of, of progress is changing the, uh, the landscape wartime-wise. It's just insane, insane rates. Because people are dying, and they're like, well, people are going to complain if all these people are dying, so we've we got to compete even though really it's just about little bits of land and, and money and honor and all that kind of stuff. And these hu human lies, but during war is the, is the time where human beings, I mean, you look at the, the cold war even, you know, for the 60 years of that, 50 years of that. Wait, wait, cold war, right? So cold, 1940. Wait, 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 wait. Are we talking about the cult war? 
Cold, yeah, co- Cold War. Cold War. That's Went over from immediately after the Second World War to 1989. Yeah, sure, sure. But I mean, like, we the, we went to the moon. Because of that, They sent the Russians sent a dog into space before that. Just, just a fucking... But the rockets that they had to do, they had, we, I think we touched on this last episode. Yeah, we talked about a bunch in real life, too. Yeah, sure, sure. But yeah. the, you know, like the... But again, op- that's capitalism. That's Operation Paperclip getting all of the Russian... Uh, I mean, the German yeah, Nazis. Nazis that were really good at fucking rocketry and shit mm. like that, like Werner von Braun and shit like that. You know, it's great. It's spectacular. I mean, yeah. but all right, here's, here's an interesting thing that I wanted to bring up before. Like, they... So within our capitalist world that we live in, there's universities, right? And the university, to function, has to not only educate students, but conduct research. And within that research, you know, I mean, that's how academics get tenure and, and, and keep doing this stuff, right? Mm. And that's good because it's like, fucking, we're doing research and it's kind of state-funded and shit like that. That's great. It's okay. I don't know, I don't know it's, why. It's, it's totally important, but it's not going to be something. Like, we'll figure it out. Right, yeah. The preamble that I was going into was to one specific example. I'm not Go sure on. why I did that. But when we were talking about empathy earlier, they did a, there's a, I'm not sure what scientific study it was, but they did a scientific study where they showed people one picture of a, a picture of one starving child and the empathy levels of everybody was at a hundred percent. Wow. They put one more person, one more child in there, one more starving child in the photo and it halved. And then they put, you know, 30 kids all starving and people's empathy rates almost dropped to, you know, zero because it's, it's like, you like the it should be the opposite you should be like i'm far more empathetic now but in reality everybody's just like well i can't fix this yeah. you know what i mean totally it's like i can save that one kid yeah but i can't all of these other kids i and, can't deal with that and also they say like oh well at least they're not alone <laughs> you know like there's other people suffering as well like they start rationalizing the okayness of it based on numbers. Yeah, it's right. It's the same as if, if one person steals a car, it's bad. If all of a sudden it's the fucking purge and everyone's stealing cars, yeah. you're going to steal a car as well. Yeah. That's why conformity is bad. Back to fucking people that are crying about nothing every sure. single day of the week. You shouldn't be doing that, but because your shitty best friend's doing it and you're a loser too, you're both fucking crying about who cares what. That's, that's a problem. As we said before, this is the like backdrop for like a firing squad, which is a metaphor. But are you in favor of capital punishment for selected crimes? Well, I, I think that some things are ir- irreversible, like to like mass mass extent, like that fucking dude you just mentioned, um, like fucking the one that didn't like country music or whatever in Las Vegas. That fucking dude, like yeah. I don't care how long you spend in there, mate. Like, there's no point. You're, you're, you're not ever coming out. You He's can't come out. three square a day and a television. Wow. Yeah, see, and I think that... Kill, I, think that I think that capital punishment is the same as the mutually assured destruction. Yeah, right. I think it should be there as a... As a holy deterrent. fuck boy. Yeah, it's a That's deterrent. That's what they call mutually assured destruction. It's a nuclear deterrent. Yeah, but think about Singapore. How likely are you to fucking do drugs there versus how likely are you going to do drugs in Australia? Both yeah. places, it's illegal. Yeah. Right? Singapore, you know, you not to killed. fucking touch drugs. Yeah. So, uh, and is there obviously, a death penalty I, for drug use. Uh, like it's drugs, simple. like if you, you know, like that fucking, uh, you know, you, if you like take a 
bag of pot in there, you'll fucking get done. Yeah, you know? gotcha. Whereas our country, it's just like, oh, go sit in the cell. Yeah, if you're distributing, if you're like making money off drugs. If you're Pablo Escobar, you're dead for sure. Yeah. I had yeah. a shirt when I was a kid that had all those rules in Singapore that some deadbeat gave me from Singapore. Then, mm. And it was like, you know, crime penalties for like pissing in a lift and, sh- and like throwing gum yeah. on the street That's and all this kind of stuff. One. Yeah. Pissing in a lift? No, no, no. Oh, gum. gum. Yeah, because yeah. gum, fucking, if, whenever you see a stain anywhere that's black, you're like, that's gum. It's like, it's, and oh, like, gross. no one's getting that out of there. That's People disgusting. People that chew gum should fucking pay a higher premium for chewing gum. Yeah, I think that if you, if you do chew gum or fucking smoke cigarettes, you should be very. It's true. Good with the way that you get rid of it. You didn't that is answer fucked. the question of was whether the question? you're in, in favor of capital punishment or not. I think that I kind of did. I think that, if yeah. a pedophile th- who killed the, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, is that. What is there a limit? Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. For for the actual like top, I think yeah, absolutely. Sure. Like and just b- because you're, they have to be in there forever and ever and ever and ever. And what's the point? What's the but point? It's, of what? Well, it's the point is, no, no, no. What's the point of not killing them? The point of that's what I'm saying. The point yeah. of keeping them alive is that we're not being them. That's the idea, right? We're not being killers. You know. I an understand. eye for an eye, the whole world goes blind. I don't think you know it's I don't think it's an eye for an eye when you capital punishment someone. No, I think that's a different right. conversation. Okay, sure. I don't think Ned Stark deserves to die if that's what you're asking. All right, well, let's go back to the, how we started this conversation, which is this wall as like the back of a firing squad, right? There are capital punishment uh, kind of procedures, and a lot of times they get fucked up. Like back in the day, even like back when people were hung from the gallows, the noose, if it was too long or too short, mm. the head would either pop off or if it was too long. Bunnings, yeah, yeah, go buy a noose. We've got this running joke. Whenever I say we something... We definitely don't, and the reason why I was trying to <laughs> not focus on it, sure, which sure. made me laugh even more in my head, I was okay. trying to avoid that at all costs, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, God. All right, well, bam, technical difficulties over. So, like, <laughs> not only with the gallows there's their problems, all forms of capital punishment have flaws, mm. except for one. But with the lethal injection, it's mm. like it's very difficult to balance the drugs. A lot of times they fuck things up because doctors can't, can't give people lethal injections. So it, at the places in America where people get given lethal injections, mm. they're not doctors giving them because doctors sign the Hippocratic Oath, which means what we were talking about, they can't knowingly hurt somebody. Even if they're the best person to do it, they can't do it. Wow. So... The, the, the only form of, le- of uh, capital punishment, which is 100%, is the firing squad. But, and, and we don't use it anymore, or at least the United States doesn't, even though they've got more guns than fucking anyone. But this is the interesting thing, which goes back to empathy about the firing squad. In the firing squad, generically, you have like five to ten shooters with rifles, but there's one blank put in one gun. And nobody knows they switch the guns around at the start and they all fire at the exact same time and they have the same recoil. So nobody knows who got the blank. You know what I mean? Because people want to hold on to that idea that they didn't actually fucking kill that person. Even though they were in a firing squad. So dark, dude. But I mean, there's still the light in it, which is the empathy. Nah, blah. <laughs> why do, what? Why don't they just do euthanasia systems? Like, why don't they just gas them like a dog? Well, they used to have gas chambers. No, but like, isn't how do they do it to a dog? Because that's a hundred percent. 
It's an injection, isn't it? Oh, I have no idea. I don't even know. It's just an injection. Oh, but what about what's euthanasia then? It's a well. It, I imagine a doctor. That's a good point. See, that's why I'm so confused. I'm like, as if doctors sign a Hippocratic. But I know what you're saying because I know the electric hair is fucking shoddy. Yeah. I know that that fucks up all the time. Like when they did that back in the day, like people would literally live through it because of the voltage in their body and. Well, yeah. So yeah, I understand the green what you're mile, saying. They didn't put any water on the head. Yeah, so the mouse. He's like, yeah, oh, the mouse. Yeah, so I understand that you're like. It's just like yeah. coffee, just. Not and you know, in China, they 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 send the fucking bullet price to your family. Yeah. Yeah. How I gangster didn't know is that? that. And also, um, if you like jump in front of a subway, then they send you the cleaning bill. How fucked is that? That's bad. I'm, but but I mean, is it though? Well, thank God they devalued their currency. Oh, and I know what you're saying. Yeah. Because it's going to deter. It's a deterrent. Exactly. They're saying, saying, yo, your family's going to have to fucking pay for it, you silly fuck. Yeah. Like, that's gross. For sure, don't kill yourself in public. <laughs> Do it somewhere else where yeah. your family can deal with well, it. Well, that's, that's why the suicide forest is a thing in Japan, which is terrifying. Yeah. Like, really think about how dark that place is. Yeah, you brought it up last time with uh, the Logan guy. Paul. That, yeah, Rod- Logan Paul. Logan Paul, yeah. Logan Paul, I think, is actually fucking way more interesting than just that story. But, yeah. yeah. He's, he's worth like $50 million or some he shit. walked out of the suicide forest a lot. <laughs> oh, it's just so, it's so dark that, like, his whole entire world is wrapped up around that moment. And that's like one billionth of that whole entire dude's everything. Mm. Like, that's fucking real dark. Yeah. Like just, I just thought about how dark and scary that place was, and I felt like shivers. And then you were just like, "Oh, it's that guy." So that guy like went from like this positive, like amazing human that's making so much fucking money and changing people's lives, etc., to just like this one fucking moment of just darkness. Yeah. Insane darkness. That's that's scary. But that's I mean, really fucked up. realistically, it's got to make you a better person going through. You know, it's like what we we're talking about. Yeah. It's well, adversity I, that makes us stronger. But so everyone should just go to prison for fucking 12 years. No, but everybody's going to make mistakes. But anyway. do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about like the severity of it. This is actually way beyond anything that you'll experience or I'll experience probably. Does he deserve to be chastised? I, I don't think so. Yeah, probably I not. didn't think it was a, that big a deal. But I understand why you got the backlash, which is obviously fucked. But this like forever cloud, that's fucking crazy. But that's the world we live in, right? Yeah. People, what's the thing like um, before you go to you need to get judged before you can be guilty. Yeah, yeah. Bef- presumption of innocence. No, no, no. Innocent before proving guilty. That's what the I'm looking presumption for. Presumption of innocence. Yeah. So that's gone now, though. With yeah. social media, it's just like, this. Part, what's the rumor? That's it. And then it's like, oh, wait, actually, sorry. Yeah. Well, this, that's, what this, that's what came up last, last week in the other episode. It was like, I was talking about that uh, worst serial killer in Australia's history. Oh, yeah. Vincent O'Dempsey, who, oh, well, not proven. He's only... He killed two women and he's convicted of three murders, two girls and their mother. But, but I looked him in the eye and like he was being treated really well by the people in the court. And I'm like, ah, oh, they're not like no one's kicking him or anything. Like they're not throwing <laughs> potatoes or any rotten fruit at him, even though like he's a fucking psychopath. But I mean, yeah. And it's like after he's proven guilty, man, the judge, you should have listened to the fucking thing this guy said. It's just like the the judge's statements to this person but to a psychopath probably doesn't really hit home you know yeah it's fucking dark man it is dark yeah but it's part of the planet that we currently live on and it's a variable that we all need to assess like yeah. we all need to take in as a part of the algorithm of earth because yeah. that's the thing like everyone that has a fucking shitty idea like um, you know, let's. Uh, I don't want to get like fucking into bad stuff. I don't know what you mean though, but like fear and pain and all these things. The, the example, the example I was going to give, 
the example I was going to give was third bathrooms. Third bathrooms. Yeah. Please fill me in on whatever you're talking about. Trans bathrooms. Oh, okay, right. So just like that's an idea. That's the thing that people believe that they're entitled to. See, that to me is problematic Mm. based on the algorithm of everything. For that example, the easiest thing to do is make every, every bathroom unisex. But that's also fucking weird. I don't want to piss when there's chicks in the bathroom either. It's true, yeah. But that's a weird thing. And I'm pretty sure they don't want to take a dump while you're yeah, exactly. washing your hands. But they don't want to be anywhere near a men's bathroom. I don't want to be in a men's bathroom. So what the fuck would a chick want to be in a men's bathroom? Yeah, could you imagine? Because then you'd have to have security cameras in the bathrooms at nightclubs and shit like that. Because God knows what, like... Yeah, so, but here's the problem. So this is the argument that people that you know um like that are trans have they're like yo this is fucked because we can't go there we can't go there it's fucking really weird we should have a third but on the business side of it it's like hey the patter or uh, insert business name yeah oh you have to fucking build another one because these people feel awkward yeah like that's fucking like, oh, that's crazy too because i don't have enough space that'll cost so much i'll have to take out space i know it's because you're gonna say insane it's like once it's legislated then it's like well we don't have space to actually put in a plumber comes in it's gonna yeah. cost you 15 grand you're like yeah. well i'm gonna have to close my business yeah and that's like the reason jordan peterson got so famous you know who jordan peterson is yes yeah clean your bedroom bitch that guy <laughs> he's um he I got di- yeah he, i did he, after Nice. He got really, really famous because he argued um, Canadian law was saying that if you ever talk shit about minorities, if you say anything bad, then it's a hate crime. Yeah. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What the fuck does that mean? And, and they're just like, hey, you're being a bigot for even fucking asking. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, wait, what? Yeah. Stop. Hold up. What the fuck did we just say? Let's rewind. He's a university professor. He's a really clever dude as well, regardless of No, I understand thoughts. that. Fuck all that noise. But like he was just like asking questions like, wait, 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 what are we saying here exactly? And he got like, the media still hates him to this day, even though he's like cleared it over and over and over. Like all I'm saying yeah. is that you need to be so much more specific because it's a, it's a subjective thing to say. Definitely. Hate crime. It's not like the N word, which is obviously blunt. Yeah. You know what I mean? This world that we live in now. It's historical reference. Yeah. And I think that people comparing it to that is bad. You know what I mean? I think that like even pretending that it's the same thing, yeah. the same weight history's weight it's it's just not even close to relevant you know what i mean yeah no definitely and i think that jordan peterson also makes the point that like we may be white males but everybody caucasian or not which doesn't even make sense as a classification of caucasian but you can fit any minority you know like that's and that's what's happening these days in your basement and he well he says the, the Jordan Peterson kind of says that like the Me Too movement was originally a movement started in the United States by black women in like the early 90s. It wasn't a hashtag attached to it, but it was like about domestic violence and et cetera, et cetera, where, and this is a very tenuous thing, and I don't want to, but like people got on board the idea and and it's and it's kind of via victimhood equals power and that's the well the <laughs> okay so what he so he says about postmodernism is that post- I understood exactly what you just said okay, if you're yeah, trying sure. to re but yeah explain it but yeah I understood exactly what you just said okay well he attacks postmodernism and the idea that like uh, that there is no morality so that they like that people can choose their own morals there is an inherent mor- morality that we're with you know that we're fixed with which i think is wrong but 
and I agree with Jordan Peterson there, but this is this new wave where it's like you can choose your own your own moral compass or, or, or what you what you feel about things. But the the idea that what was he what was he saying? This this is what I'm taking from it though, and this is the problem with humans, right? Humans we wanna identify as strong. We wanna like have yeah. strength and we also want community. They're the two things we really, really want, right? Yeah. We wanna be proud which is like strong and we want to like have community. The thing that no one ever talks about is the fact that every single fucking human wants power, period. Yes. And that's the biggest problem. So when you have this vacuum of, uh, you know, Trump being at the top all by himself, everyone feels less. So all of a sudden the Me Too movement and the, all the, the Hillary losers, sorry, they all like joined together and they had to create their own power movement. Yeah. And that's the vacuum that it created. Like it was just like, this guy said he grabbed a pussy eight years ago. I'm a celebrity. I grabbed yeah. a pussy, whatever. You know, that's, that was, you know, not the nicest thing to say or whatever, but it was what he said. And then all of a sudden that became like the, the anthem fucking da, da, da. And also Egypt just happened a bit before that. Remember the Egypt uprising occupy wall street happened a few years before the, before that. And Tiananmen square happened a few years before that. (laughs) So, (laughs) but like power is everything. And right now, Hong Kong, I don't know how many people know what the fuck I'm talking about, but like they're really, really upset that they've made an agreement with China saying that we will extradite people from Hong Kong to China because Hong Kong is supposed to be Britain. There was this like opium war a bunch of time ago and the, the, the British convinced China to give them Hong Kong. So they own Hong Kong and then Hong Kong went independent or Republic, whatever you call it. It was given its like independence. 10, 15 years ago. And then way the, later. <laughs> yeah. Continue. 10, 15 years ago. I don't know. I, I can at least 10. Not sure. Definitely at least 10. Uh, probably 10, 15 years ago. I actually put money on this right now, $100. No. And so they, they put their independence on it. They got their independence and they felt like they were themselves and they are most of the time. They aren't uh, the People's Republic of China and People's Republic of China is uh, a lot more, uh, the spectrum's a lot wider. Hong Kong, Cantonese people are very, the way they are, they hate um, mainlanders. And right now, Hong Kong's just kind of bowed to the Red Party, the, the Chinese and they're fucking pissed. And there's hundreds of thousands of people in the street rioting and, and protesting. I think that's so cool. But the world's the world, and that's what it is. So I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. China is the superpower right now in that region especially. Yeah. So Hong Kong is just kind of saying, yeah, if we have really bad people, we'll give them to you. But what they're also doing is creating a partnership that the Hong Kong people have believed for a long time they don't have, where they're blatantly saying, yeah, we actually do we are in each other's pocket and Hong Kong people are very, very worried about that. They feel more Western. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is, you know, understandable. Australia feels Western to China as well. If China started making rules about Australia, we'd be like, whoa, whoa hold up, yeah, hold yeah. up. You know, and well, there's power in not. identifying as a Westerner, even though you're in Hong Kong, which is yeah. China is one of the oldest countries in the world. Yeah. If not the oldest, Mm. Actually, Syria. Afghanistan, the yeah. Syria, anyway, Syria, but okay, yeah. Well, Damascus is the oldest city in the world. But, okay, but I mean, <laughs> all of a sudden we like have this like battle that we have no understanding of. We just kind of like no words. I know that Damascus yeah. is the oldest city in the world, but I don't know if it's been in anyway, anyway. Syria for that long because it used to be Mesopotamia. Anyway, okay, sure. Yeah, no, no, and but that's the that's the whole thing about this kind of uh, social justice warriors and the the extreme all that kind of stuff. Like people can identify with all sorts of different things and that's that's what I, th- I think Zizek Slezov Zizek kind of talks about this uh, philosopher it's like you know people jump on board with movements that weren't started like the Me Too movement wasn't about white women that have been 
you know, that are like upper middle class, whatever, that have been, you know, had had some slur said in the workplace. It was like street level fucking domestic violence, this and this. But the people that are getting involved with it a lot of the times, and not just Me Too, I shouldn't really talk about that. Well, I'm Me Too is just the packaging. Yeah, yeah, but any, yeah. Like any, any kind of thing that comes along that like you can identify as a minority of, you draw power from, and that's why you're doing it. It's yeah, to draw 100%. power from. That's why we are connected to do a podcast, though. Mm. You know what I mean? We're making ourselves stronger through this. Yeah. And that's the same as everybody. That's why we all desire community so badly. We want to be a part of a tribe. You know what I mean? That's why when you're a leader of a tribe, there's value. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's value being in both. An actual tribe. That's the problem. There's so many fake tribes and that's another fucking issue. Here's and then inside of tribes, there's cliques. Anyway. Here's a statistic that I can't back up with. That an I actual, just made up. <laughs> no, that I can't, I can't, not a statistic, but a, a study that I heard about at university that I can't remember where it came from, but that the ceiling of happiness is about $70,000 in the US. Mm. If you make any more than $70,000 you don't get any happier. You just kind of accrue more stuff to worry about. Hold on. Yeah. But the most, they tested that against the, the happiest or the studies on the happiest people in the world. And they are people in, you know, on islands that don't know what a helicopter is when it flies over the top and they throw, and, they, and it's measured on laughter and smiles, which might be the wrong kind of, metric to, to measure happiness by laughter and smiles. Cause you, you ask what's contentness, what's, what is happiness at the end of the day? You yeah. know, if you could watch just comedy special all day and laugh getting, in a room, getting stoned, getting head. are you really happy? Yeah, getting head. Head. Yeah. Obviously, that has to be part of happiness. Sex. If, if anyone explains happiness and doesn't mention sex, they're fucking wrong. True, yeah, yeah. Take it away. Especially from mammalian, you know. Humans, period. Yeah, Shut sure. the fuck up. Um, this, this, <laughs> this is the thing, right? Happiness, the $70,000 cap thing, I think that that's 100% correct because once you have a certain amount of money, you just spend it and it doesn't matter. It's just numbers. Who cares? It's not worrying about it anymore. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, way past that, right? But here's the thing. Once you accue crazy sums of money, you're able to do amazing shit and that's what makes you super happy. You know what I mean? When you're able to invest in your friend's business and give them 20K or when you're able to go and donate $5,000 to a charity that you really like. That's like dope on top of the 70000 yeah. So the 70,000 just for standard living and being a greedy cunt, 100% 70k is way more than enough. If yeah. you if as long as you have your bills paid and you've got more than enough to eat and you never have to think about money, whatever that number is you're fine. Yeah. If you like you know, if you're if you're a teenager and you get paid $200 a week, you're probably fucking bowling. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like whatever it's all contextual, right? But yeah, like the $70,000 $70,000 thing I agree with unless you change your actions in the way that you spend money and then you utilize money as a tool to increase your happiness by using something I created a long time ago called the universal glitch, give, love, inspire, teach, care, help. If you're doing one of those six things with money, then you're actually bringing back happiness. You're like raking it in like at a casino. Glitch, give, love, inspire. Teach, care, help. Teach, care, help. Yeah, if you're doing those things, you're good. But if you're just fucking just racking up cash, beautiful yeah the universal glitch i believe there's a glitch in the universe so you can get whatever you want that's i wrote a book about it but yeah so th that's that's like the that's that's where everything lives inside of that but if the seventy thousand dollar thing you're not changing anything you're just an employee who works and buys a better car you're just an idiot technically so fuck you yeah right my father yeah. died in a helicopter accident when i was 13 um and uh, <laughs> worst superhero fucking start to a story ever sure 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 yeah so i'm not a superhero yet but my name is Oliver Queen. But anyway, what I was going to say to you is, um, 
after that happened, I was going through his kind of stuff in his wardrobe or whatever. Um, and I found this flight suit. It's like from when he was in the military as a pilot, like a full, you know, flight suit with all the crap on it. And I found this bulge in like the bottom right hand, like cargo pocket. And I pulled out uh, this like brown paper bag. I was all alone in the house. Wait, wait, I know the story. Are you sure you want to say this with fucking ASIC in the world? Mm, that's, poor, that's true. I found a certain amount of money. I'll just say that in uh, it was America. mostly just dollar co- dollar coins <laughs> in American and Australian <laughs> currency. I guess if he's passed, it doesn't. Oh, but you no, know, the money's still there and it's still yours. And anyway, anyway, it was a lot of money, like <laughs> many amounts of bundles. I and, would uh, I wouldn't have said any of that shit. Continue. Sure, fine, but I mean, what's the point? Well, the point is that like I was I didn't know what to do with it. I I spent a hundred dollars from like the American money on like uh, like spray cans and booze with my friends, just one hundred dollars, and then. Um, I went away for like a couple of weeks on a holiday and, uh, and I was thinking about it the whole time because I had this, all this money that I found. Not very much, but I mean a lot mm. for a 13 year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shit loads. And um, mm. I didn't know what to do with it. And when I got back, I decided I was just like, I just gave it to my mom. I'm like, hey, did you know that there was X amount of money in this thing? X, 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 exactly. And because I, because I imagine like, oh, my mom's just lost her husband, and <sighs> if I, if her son just steals all this cash, that'd be bad. But then like, she was just like, what? She was just like, wow. She didn't know anything. I didn't even lowball <laughs> it. I wasn't even like, hey, did you know that we had X amount yeah, of cash? See, I probably. I was just like, did you know that we had all this in this thing? And she's just like, no. And then, and her and her and my sister, who was four years old, and me just fucking blew it in like. Yeah. A couple of weeks. I would have been like, do you know that there was $220 in dad's yeah, pocket? Exactly. Like, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's funny. That's interesting. It okay. isn't that. We've just literally talked so much shit yep. for fucking 50 minutes. This is the problem. <laughs> this is the problem. This is why this is so difficult. This is why I was like, we need to create a, a system behind this because otherwise we're just going to talk forever. It's true. All right. So, uh, so uh, let's get into the comedy side of things. Okay. Well, we literally only have like 10 minutes and then I need to start <laughs> deleting stuff. Or I need to change over the memory card, actually. All right. How about this? Yeah. We introduce the jokes that either of us are going to say in like, give us each four minutes to do that. And then you give four minutes, I give four minutes. And then the next one, which we won't shoot immediately, will cover the next blah, 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 blah. blah. Okay. You know that? Yeah, well, I will just talk about funny futures for a second. Okay. So, like, my goal in the in the this foreseeable future. So, I believe in value, right? I'm really, really big on the idea that you actually offer something of value. Like, you want to. I, I I started comedy, and my whole entire theory was I could just pretend that I'm a serial killer on stage, and I'd be able to get people to react and laugh, and it'd be funny because when I hang around people like Tom. I only laugh at the dark stuff. That's when me and him laugh the most when we go way past the line. And that's natural because uh, we're already connected. We're already friends. Like we already have each other's backstory. He knows I'm not serious. He knows he's not in danger. Like there's a benign violation, but it's very, very benign because it's coming from your friend. Right. But when you're on stage and you're just fucking this big six foot two guy and it's sweetheart down the by herself and her boyfriend's going to get a beer, she's going to feel nervous if I'm just like looking at her and like, you know, barking or whatever the fuck I would do. Right. So um, I've, I've 
my comedy thing's been up and down, up and down. But then the last year, really, I've barely been on stage. And then this year, zero times. So like, and it's the middle of the year, which is like pretty fucking bad. But I've always had this idea for like the last two or three years now of the, um, I just wanted to be like a futurist and I wanted to focus on future comedy, but it sucks. Like just talking, just putting yourself inside of a, a ball is kind of shitty in general. And as a comedian, you want to kind of like have free range and everything. But I, Tom and I created this fucking thing a few months ago. I created it and then Tom's helped me a lot. Um, called the funny futurist, which is like a uh, the onion with futurism, or uh, the Batuta advocate with futurism, and I haven't released any of it yet, really. It's satire. It's satire news futurism. articles. Yeah, but set in the future, so you can do whatever you want. Yes, exactly. Because the future hasn't happened yet. Yeah, so we have complete free range to play around. It's like a lot of my jokes were already from back in the day were futurist jokes. I just, um, you know they just were that it's just some of my stuff was like that. And it was always like my kind of like sicker stuff. Mm. Right. Here's what I'm trying to do. I want to make uh, five minutes and then maybe an hour, hopefully in time through the process of this uh, podcast to make an hour of funny futurists. That's the goal. Right. So some of the jokes that I already have are going to be able to transition into futurist jokes and obviously have to scrap like my darkest shit because it's, there's no value for it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's what my mission is, at least, in the next six weeks. So every week I want to pitch at least one, if not two, depending on how the timing works. So far, not good. That's all right. <laughs> and we'll figure out, like, um, and we'll, we'll do it here and then on stage, obviously. So yeah. it'll be like, set it up here and then off, off camera, et cetera, we'll do it as well. Mm. And then also start pumping out the daily fucking things the memes, the funny futurist memes. Yeah, beautiful. And then with the captions, which is so much easier than the original plan. It's good. Yeah. Sweet, sweet. Uh, I'm also writing a screenplay, which we'll get into. But and also, to his, uh, he did a show for the Sit Down Funny Fest or whatever the fuck, and he's doing the Briz Funny Fest. Briz Funny Fest, so, me yeah, and Jack we, Marshall are doing a show, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, but to, to back to your point, he didn't bring up, he didn't actually explain what benign violation is, which... Uh, a lot of you comics out there that are not as hacky as I am, but like you want to kind of get to that level of hack, you know, you kind of got to learn what benign violation is because that's what's going to bring you out of being a hack. And a lot of these kind of things, when we actually do start talking about comedy, what I would like to say is that like, here's another thing, and it goes back to, it, ni- it nicely bookends what we've been talking about this whole time, um, is that you, you mentioned how dark our sense of humor is and it's because we know each other well and in fact it was standing right here where i met you and you did one mm. of these sit down comedy club shoot things and you asked a question which was uh what's your favorite, conspir- conspiracy? What's what's your your favorite? conspiracy theory <laughs> <laughs> and i i think i said uh or do you believe in conspiracy theories and i said yeah i'm pretty fucking into it but um i don't know 9 11 tower 7 kind of bugs me out still to this day even though i've grown out of a lot of the stupid conspiracy theories mm. but when it comes down to the, us having that kind of and we we immediately established this kind of rapport because i was like fuck yeah i get this guy and then you know over the last year or so he's crazy too yeah he's was crazy what his too. mind did yeah or everybody else is crazy too but um we started off talking about kind of the firing squad and capital punishment and stuff like that there's a term called gallows humor which comes from people getting hung. Mm. And it was, you know, the hangman and the people that worked within killing people 
had to have a sense of humor about it. That's where the term gallows humor comes from. Mm-hmm. But these days, you'll find it in ambulance drivers, you know, am, you know, paramedics, cops, fire department people. Do you know the best the best compliment I ever got off stage was army people. I came off stage and there was a bunch of army boys. They said no one else does roast jokes in Australia, man. I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, I was exactly. like, thanks, dudes. Yeah, because they fucking, you know, you see Charlie get splattered all over the place or one of your boys, you just like... Or you just have to go out fucking side where people will shoot you. Yeah. That's scary enough. Yeah, all you- day, every day where you're on high alert. Yeah. Fuck that, man. Exactly. And that's, and that's what comedy is. Comedy is tension and, and release. release. Exactly. So it's like when you're in those kind of positions where you have extreme tension... Mm. You're going to need some fucking release. Yeah. And it's the like, same as masturbation. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's just build up and then... If you sat in a strip club all day with your hands tied behind your back... Oh, that's fucked. You know? Yeah. You're going to need some fucking like, release at the end of the day. Mom, come pick me up into the Chippendales. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, uh. But yeah, benign violation simply means if you're going to... Like in comedy, you want the perfect balance of something that's very uh, non-threatening, benign. It's just boring so like a pillow or whatever just anything random benign though what's another word for benign non-threatening non-threatening i nailed it so it's just something non-threatening and then you can add a violation in it and then together that balance is going to make it okay so just like taking it away from the current space is a way to make it benign you talk about a different country all of a sudden they're not threatened they're oh it's over in that happened to him in hawaii who cares a toddler with a crossbow yeah yeah, that's funny automatically because you're like, oh. Shouldn't and, have a crossbow. Yeah, and the reason, like benign violation, if, if uh, your friend hugs you, you don't feel threatened. But if a person on the bus hugs you, there's, that's, that's a violation. Oh. It's not benign. It's yeah. all of a sudden scary. And that's also why tickling works. You, you can only be tickled by people that you actually love and trust. It's true. Yeah. You, if a stranger fucking tickles you, you'd be like, get the fuck off me, cunt. You know, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> if my friend tickles me, I'm not happy about it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, obviously. All right, yeah. so quickly, like, you brought up the bus. Um, I wrote a, I've written a joke, and we're going to get into it. This is really about writing jokes and writing material, and we just talked about a lot of stuff that has nothing to do with that. But at the same time, it was a valuable conversation. Uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, the joke that um, I wanted to kind of go over... Um, is kind of a reaction to some of the stuff we were talking about because it's the the kind of crux of the joke is that um, it's me having a rant about, you know, people that identify with activities that they don't take part in. So like, and that's a big part of their life. So if you don't smoke or you, I mean, you used to smoke, you're a reformed smoker, you're the fucking worst, you know, lose my number, I fucking hate you. And like, don't, you know. That's me. Yeah. But you don't talk about it all the time. Ever. And, uh, you know, vegans. Yeah, you're saying people that uh, are, are inside of X cult, inside of X tribe, and they fucking like overshare about it all the time. Kind of. In a, yeah, in a way. It's like, you know, people that identify as a big part of their personality activities that they don't take part in, you know, don't take part in. Yeah. Don't take part in. So like, you know, I don't believe in God. That's great. You fucking, you're an atheist. Yeah. Don't just come up to me and talk to me about that for no reason. Cause that's Mm. not, that's something that you don't do. Mm. It's like, I don't believe in God. I don't go to church. So, so yeah. So don't talk to me, but like, so the way that I would start this just in my head, just as the conversation, 
I would start by saying, do you know how it's really annoying that there's motherfuckers like vegans and CrossFitters and stuff that are like super into the thing? Yeah. That's, that's one level of annoying. The next level of annoying, and then you break down the second structure, which is like the thing that you believe is even worse when you're not involved in the thing yeah. and you fucking cry about it. And then you can like ping pong back and forth between like present world or like uh, people that actually do do the one thing versus people that don't. You know what I mean? If you if you fucking want to save cows, that's fucking great. Fucko doesn't even give a fuck about X. Yeah. So you can compare back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Which is fun. And this is different because this is perspective based comedy. So it's like it's my perspective. It's not also what we're going to be doing is like longer stuff. So Tom actually has some long stuff, but it's not perspective. It's very weird. Whereas I'm all very short stuff. So I'm going to be kind of trying to expand my stuff from like two lines to fucking ten lines or you know, a full page or whatever my jokes turn into. Yeah. But yeah, Tom already has some really, really long shit, but it's like kind of stories. It's like not real, like absurd storytelling kind of. Thing. Yeah. It's me coming from my writing kind of side remit yeah. where I'm like, oh, I'll just write a really long thing. To be honest with you, I find that in comedy, like the way I get ideas, because you have to start thinking about joke writing. If you want to be a comedian and, and do comedy, I kind of... <laughs> Or just think about funny shit or just look for what's funny in anything. Look for this, not the silver lining, but the funny lining. And if you kind of, I find that I get given out of the ether or whatever, like a, a premise or a punchline. And those are the two parts of comedy, premise, punchline. You fill whatever the fuck you want in the middle, but you have a premise, hopefully that's funny. And then the punchline is like, holy shit, that's crazy. Sure. Paramount set up punchline. And what I end up doing is I, uh, I get stoned and then I write like 700 words in the middle of the premise and the punchline. And then I try to do something with that. And people are like, oh, we don't like, we didn't like you to begin with. But that's exactly what I've done with this, uh, which is kind of the, the draft that I wrote of this joke, um, which I'll, I'll read the first part of the joke to you. I'll read it because I haven't, I haven't, I wrote it this afternoon. But, it's, uh, but it kind of leads into a ve that very long thing about vegans and, yep. and, uh, and other things. <clears throat> I had a date the other day. It was in the morning and I didn't know what to wear. So I dressed well, which was lucky because the woman I was meeting also dressed well. I've only had one other date in the morning and it was at the same venue, the magistrate's court. Have you been? Don't. It's expensive. <laughs> yeah, even the way you're saying it sounds like a fucking writer. So anyway, mm. I catch the bus now. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. That, that's and a another big new. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what else can I listen to? A Welcome book? back to <laughs> three CBK four two six. I've got a book. I'm so the power hour. We want to talk to you. Continue. I've got a book I'm really excited to listen to on Audible right now. I'm not going to talk about it right now because we've only got a few minutes. I'll talk about it in the next episode and I'll give you an update on how it is. Yeah! Yeah, we are sponsored by Audible. I mean, we will be, but like... <laughs> <laughs> Audible. Fucking, hey, yeah, shout Jeff. Out. Cash me up, bro. Is it Bezos? Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Uh, or Jeff Bezos' wife. Either one. You both got cash. Yeah. Hit us up. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. She, she did call you, you said. Dude, one of the one she of the read many. your book. She was like, "Yes, Universal yeah. Glitch sounds good." Um, but yeah, that's all we're gonna do for this episode. We have no fucking clue how we got to this point. We everything that could have gone wrong has gone wrong. Murphy's yeah. Law style. Tell us what you think about the backdrop, even though you're not gonna watch this. 
But Just like and subscribe even though you're not going to watch this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five stars, please. If you don't fucking know... Review us on iTunes, you fucks, even though it doesn't exist anymore. Leave a comment. Um, on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> um, However you get your podcasts. Hopefully this turns more into creating of comedy and less about um, me being angry. That would be great. Yeah. Let's try that. Sure. But at the same time, I hope you guys learn something because I've learned something. And if you just listen to me read that crappy joke about court, you'll see what my problem is. That was a joke? Yeah. I thought it was a dire injury. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Go fuck yourself. <laughs>